So hi, welcome to the Good Nights Podcast with Kulik. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you to start the project? And then why did you choose your last name to be the project name? Um, so I was in a cover band since high school. So that's like 2010 for me. Graduated in 2010. Uh, so I had a band then. We had a bunch of names and everything. And... When I eventually got the deal to do a solo project, I kind of, I went over a bunch of different types of names to pick from. And like one was going to be like Silas, one was going to be Silo, one was going to be Madison Mill. Like all of them were like terrible. So I was like, no. Nah. I honestly just wanted to keep it Jacob Kulik, but um, I was, it was kind of like recommended from the label to just have it as one, one word. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of dropped my first name and that way it can, it can kind of be a band if I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So kind of a mixture of both. It's like me, but it's also band sounding. So okay. I don't regret it. All right. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. No regrets if it's your last name. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, congrats on your upcoming release, Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood. How do you feel the response to it to the people you've shown it to so far since at the time of recording, it isn't out? <laughs> um. So the actual album comes out on the 16th. Uh, we released mm-hmm. Rope so far, and we re- uh, released uh, Talking to the Ceiling. Mm-hmm. So we have another single coming out on Wednesday called The Way I Am, and then we have another single coming out the day that the record's released. Um, what was your question about that? How do people receive it? Yeah, how have the people that you've shown it to so far received it so far? Really well. I'm actually, like, much... Uh, surprised with their reaction like everyone seems to really like rope and talking to the ceiling a lot of people have to have seem to have like a emotional response to which is kind of cool uh so yeah overall positive i'm happy about that yeah as you should we got a chance to listen to it early and i've been uh following you since the andy black tour i saw you guys in new jersey and then like have been a fan since and i listened to the record i was like holy shit this is good i liked (laughs) it a lot Thank you. Where'd you see us? Asbury Park? Yeah, Asbury Park at the bowling alley. Yeah. And then that I caught was you. the most different venue I've ever seen and played at. Yeah, we listened, we talked to the fame as well, and they also said that was a highlight of the tour going to that venue because it was such <laughs> a weird venue to play at. Yeah. And then I uh, also saw you guys at the brewery in December, so that was fun. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That was also a different show, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so can you tell me a little, about your, a little bit about your writing process for this record? Sure. Uh, most of the songs um, were written by myself. Some of them I co- uh, co-wrote with a few friends. And I pretty much just start the production on a laptop, whether it's acoustic or singing or lyrics or just a sample. Um, they all differ. And then I took all of those ideas and we went to Los Angeles in December and we kind of just like I call it like putting sprinkles on it like we kind of like just wrapped it up finished it put some live drums on it and kind of added whatever it needed there so it kind of got its professional finishing and mastering and all that stuff and mixing out there okay but for the most part it was pretty much just written uh here in Pennsylvania and wherever I went with my laptop oh solid cool so where's your headspace while creating it uh, I, I basically started writing it as soon as I got done that Andy Black tour. So that was about May of 2019. And 
there's just a lot of stuff going on in my personal life that I just kind of had to write about. There was um, just a lot of like closure that needed to be happened uh, that, that needed to be uh, that needed to happen, and it was difficult for me to kind of understand what I was going through. So writing about it really helped, and I think the realness of that really comes through the record so i hope that if someone else is also going through something like that they kind of relate to it and use it for that yeah okay yeah uh since we keep on bringing up this andy black tour i actually want to ask how that uh opportunity came about um pretty simple uh, <laughs> uh we have a booking agent at united talent agency so basically for those who don't know how most people get tours is we have a booking agent and they just pitch us to any tour that makes sense. Mm. Uh, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce the band's name, but Hey, Yow Royale. Pale. Pale. Yeah, yeah. I can't pronounce mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we were supposed to, like that was like an opportunity we put in for, uh, it was the same way we got the sleeping with sirens tour too. And we did the acoustic tour. Okay. It's, it's literally just business like that where they just pitch, us to all these bands and then you know it's kind of like the lowest bidder but also who fits with them you know mm. okay. yeah yeah makes sense uh so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this record hmm i honestly don't know i i go into every song kind of with the core song and then it kind of just creates itself so I mean, I grew up listening to Tom Petty. He has a lot of very storyteller songs, so I would I, I hear some of that in there. Production-wise, it's a little Twenty One Pilots, a little Imagine Dragons, but not as much as like Ghost and Colors. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more organic. It's a little more. Some songs are more like Kings of Leonish leaning. Uh, I'll probably continue going in that direction. Would be my guess too. Okay. Yeah, I do Solid. like the the direction you're going in because that EP was a little bit more pop, and this one is just a little bit more, I guess, you sounding almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm the most proud of this one because I self produced this record, and the other Hydroplane EP was a great starting EP, and I have no problems with that record, and I love that record. There's a lot of good songs on it, but a lot of those songs were produced by other people where it was kind of like I went into a studio, I sang the lyrics, I laughed, and then they sent me mixes later. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. Now it's out. Mm -hmm. Where this one was like, okay, my hands are on every single thing. So that's why it was, that's why I said it was shocking when people liked rope and liked talking to the ceiling. Cause I'm like, oh shit. Like I, I fucking made that cool. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. all right, that, that feels much different, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. I didn't know you did that. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, the whole record is that Talking to the Ceiling was one that uh, like the whole band played on. Uh, but for the most part, it's just, yeah, like like there's like 80 tracks per song and all 80 tracks are like what I wanted it. So it was the first one where, so if there's anything that also sounds corny, it's also my fault. So. <laughs> Wait, so would you choose to do that again for your next release? Yeah, I don't think I'll do anything other than that. If anything, I'd co-produce with other producers Mm -hmm. which um i also tried to do with this record a lot of the producers that we tried to get to work on it they kind of just wanted their hands on it mm -hmm. more and i didn't want to do that again I, I already did that so yeah been there done that easy yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so what made you choose the name Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood? And is there any meaning behind the cover art? Um, so the name, uh, actually, so all of the single artwork I did with April uh, Rose Gabrielli, who she plays keys in the band. She's also going to have her solo project coming out Ooh. and did all the, the artwork for it. And during one of those breaks during um, quarantine, we kind of just like went out for a walk and I didn't bring my hearing aids because I'm, I'm half deaf and I should be wearing them. And uh, we were just talking, like we were just getting ideas for the artwork and I started getting more and more excited and started talking louder and louder. She was just basically like, Jacob, like be quiet. Like you're yelling in a very small neighborhood. Uh-huh. And we just basically were like, oh, that could be like a name for a record. And we kept going with it. So we changed it from small neighborhood to quiet neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just made sense because the record is very much about, you know, confrontation and uh i just imagine the record being in such a small neighborhood like that like i grew up in a small neighborhood it's kind of like like i kind of imagine like a mom and dad yelling at each other and like the neighbors hearing them and it's like keep it down like pretend everything is okay just Mm -hmm. pretend things okay and don't disrupt the peace and this record is very much like i completely disrupted the peace yeah (laughs) So, so it's 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 kind of I don't know. It's so fitting. And I think you can put a lot of different meanings to it, but that's, that's mine. Okay. Wow. And then just any meaning behind that cover art. Yeah. Um, so the cover art, when you, when the, when the record's released and you look at all the single artwork, the the cover of the actual album, there's a piece of every single, uh, like there's a piece of every single single art, if that makes sense. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like Crawling has a record on it. So like the orange record on the cover of the actual record Yelling in the Quiet Neighborhood is there. You have the rope. So you can see the blue teal rope. Mm-hmm. There's like some Barbies which is for another song that's coming out. That's like the best cover art. I can't wait to Just Be Friends comes out. Just Be Friends is coming out uh, mm-hmm. uh, October 16th. So that art is my favorite one. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited can't to see wait. that one. Yeah. Um, so what song on this record took the longest to like come together as a whole and then what was your favorite off of it longest to come together is talking to the ceiling because that was written in 2018 okay. wow. and i wrote that yeah i wrote that with carlo colasaco and eric paquette uh who also uh wrote ghost with me hmm. so we kind of wanted to do another song and then we recorded it in a recording studio in like 2018 late 2018 and then waited on it. And then I came up with all these songs for the record. And when I sent the whole like Dropbox file to my management, they were like, talking to the ceiling should be on the record. So we then revamped it and whatever. So that definitely took the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite monster is really good. It's a piano ballad. It's super sad and short. It's like two minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, though, they're all for once, like they're all my favorite because I made them all. It, it honestly is. Um, Rope is really, really fun to play live. We got to play that live. It's so energetic, but Monster lyrically is really good. And it's also like one that my voice is really front and center, uh, which I rarely do. I usually have a lot of things going on in both, both uh-huh. ear holes. <laughs> okay. um, and then since we're talking about the record, I actually want to ask, uh, you've got a single Scatterbrain 
is that just like was that just standalone was that to bridge the gap between the ep and album what or was that in the sessions with the ep i wish it was that plan it was not uh so basically that was the first song i wrote with april um because she came to one of the shows in like november of 2018 and then i was like we should write and i uh, my publisher sony tv has a building in new york so we wrote there and we just kind of wrote the song together and we really liked it and produced it out and uh rca who we were signed to at the time they they enjoyed it and they wanted to put one out so okay. that's the one we went with all right Solid. so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through this album um not that i want them to i want them to feel something i hope they like listen to it and kind of get something out of it mm-hmm. but it's there's nothing there's nothing specific that you should feel it's whatever you feel when you listen to it i really enjoy actually hearing people's opinions of the songs and their their feelings towards it not being what i what i intended at all because it's kind of cool to see that it can affect people in that way you know that they can put their own meaning to it and that's kind of like the point of music i do write very i'm gonna attempt to say this autobiographically (laughs) um so it is definitely personal and about my life but if someone can take it for their life like for scatterbrain example uh like i wrote that just being frustrated with not having a lot of creative freedom when I went uh, with being signed, you know, that was just me being a little bitter, but it was what my feeling was. But a lot of fans like message me and say, you know, I had enough with my job and like that, this song makes me feel like that. Like it makes me feel like I don't need to put up with my boss. I'm going to quit today and try to get a better job. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That's better than being a little bitch about your record label. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Okay. So this question should be like super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Oh boy. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Um, closure, pain, and acceptance. Okay. Oh, I like that one. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That makes, yeah. All right. That fits perfectly. Good. So how did you choose the track list for this album? Did you just kind of shuffle it together or did you take like hours to kind of fit everything together like a puzzle? There is a couple different versions. Um, I I like to put it in like iTunes and then put it on my phone and listen to it through and Mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of see if it makes sense. But really, I wanted it to be the journey of like what I went through during the time. Like the first track is the the start of my experience of what I was going through, you know, like crawling is the first track and it's just like, okay, I'm leaving the label. What's going to happen rope. Like I'm now, I'm now in this position in my personal relationship and okay, what am I going to do here? And okay, now here's what happens to my personal life. Here's what happened. Now, now I meet this person. Now this happens. Now this happens. And then by the end of it, it's like, okay, like, you know, I made it through that. I'm still here talking to the ceiling done. It kind of it, i wanted it to be more chronological okay oh. we've never gotten that answer before i think that's really cool yeah that's so cool yeah. okay yeah. it kind of just happened it was interesting but I, I think it's uh it's definitely a timeline if you listen to it from start to finish it is a timeline for sure. mm-hmm. all right 
Um, so I know you haven't even released this record yet, but is there anything new on the horizon? Anything you're working on? Yeah. Um, I have <laughs> about 280 voice memos <laughs> and a lot of lyric ideas. I have like three demos finished so far. So I'm definitely already working on the next one, especially with not knowing about the touring and if you're going to be able to even go out and support the record like that. So I'm definitely always writing and I have some ideas of what I want to do next. It's much like yelling in a quiet neighborhood. It's very mm -hmm. close to that. I'm also thinking maybe releasing some singles after the record that may be like, kind of like B sides to the, the record, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, all right. So actually, before you go, Glory, you brought up B sides. Were there any songs cut off of this record? And would those be the ones that we heard? It wasn't like a concept record, so I didn't have songs that were on the record and then cut off. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have other songs that are finished that I wrote with other people that I wrote myself that they they didn't need to be on the record. The ones that needed to be on the record, they're on the record. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Makes but sense. Then we're cut. Then no. we're cut. Okay. Wonderful. So where do you see the project in the next five years? Hopefully, hopefully just continuing, hopefully writing, uh, hopefully having, if it's five years, hopefully having four more records out. Four? Year, one a year. I would hope at least one a year. Okay. I want to be in that album cycle. I want to be, you know, every fall release a record. That's, that's definitely my goal. Mm -hmm. I want to be touring a lot. Um, you know, Andy Black caliber tours would be nice so I can kind of expand fan base wise and we have a great core fan base too i mean with the headline tours that we've been doing every tour that we've had it's been getting better and better so hopefully that just keeps growing and hopefully more people get you know uh they feel a connection with the music and just keep sharing it with their friends and i can continue doing this i like to make like you know minimum wage throughout the year so that i don't have to work and yeah. that's it. my goal man yeah. my goal it's there it's there and then we'll go from that. Spoken yeah. into existence there. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want like some like billion dollar house in like LA or some shit. I don't want that. Yeah. I just want to live by the ocean at some point, but that's like twenty five year plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But uh, if it happened in five years, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be better. It wouldn't be the worst thing, no. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't you take I'd, it, it's fine. I don't think I'd buy the house or the ocean though. I'd probably just save it and keep doing because when you're hungry you write really good stuff. <laughs> okay i haven't heard that one yet but cool so was the entire record written hungry absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i i have never been hungry let me tell you oh my god uh, I been, but i was young so my body didn't know it yet but now i'm a little bit older i feel a little bit older so yeah no i'm uh i'm ready to go i i feel very determined so all right. Wonderful. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it'd probably be a hamburger with peanut butter and jelly because they're Wait. delicious. And I know no one thinks that, but they're so good. They serve them at restaurants and I do it at home all the time. They're so good. Try it. Make the burger, put the peanut butter and jelly on it, and the peanut butter's warm. It's so good. And the drink, <sighs> I'm going to die, so probably wrong. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. So wait, my girlfriend lives in Pennsylvania. I've never heard of this. Is this just some like whack ass Pennsylvania thing or I think that you hear the restaurant Arugas? No. No, there's a restaurant called Arugas here and they have them and I tried it on the menu once and ever since I've been doing it here. All right. Cuz she's like okay. right on the border. I learned this like this was like quarantine food. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. All right. She's yeah. like she's like right on the border, so maybe they're not as whack over there. No, we're whack. We're whack. Central <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it's not whack. It's not. I actually love the town that I'm in. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just heard. I forget who I heard it from. I think it was Kevin Salem. There's like Pennsylvania. There's like Pittsburgh, and there's Philadelphia, and then there's just Alabama in between. <laughs> so it's kind of like that's where it's where I'm at. <laughs> All right. Solid. Never heard the peanut butter and jelly burger before, so that's new. No cheese, though. That's gross. No cheese. Yeah. That's that's where you draw the line. Line is that cheese. Line okay. is that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Solid. Okay. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? If I can live where? In one fictional world for a week. One where fictional world? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm really bad at these questions. In one fictional world, like meaning like a cartoon world or meaning like anything, like anything. I can make anything up. You like, can make it up. Make anything yeah. up. Or cartoon. It's your choice. I'd probably live in a fairly odd parents world. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my I, God. I would want, and I'd have to be like under whatever age it has to be to have fairies because I don't want to be like Dingleberg. Yeah. yeah. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be sad. <laughs> That'd be really sad. Be, yeah. What's his name? Like Von Strangler, or his name is. You know, you guys know the the cartoon. Yeah, about? of course. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I don't want to be the really jack guy that talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to says the most important question. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite color? <sighs> is black a color? Sure. I say so. Glory doesn't. It's okay. a shade. <laughs> okay. Black is actually the void of color, so I don't think it counts. But black is number one. But right. uh, I really like teal. Oh, taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teal's great. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I like teal. Um, I have teal. Teal's a good color. Uh, so, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh no listen to the album when it comes out on the 16th and uh thank you guys for having me i appreciate it and no just watch all the lyric videos too we put a lot of work into the lyric videos a lot of work into the single art and if i had one thing to tell you it'd be to listen to the record from start to finish and get the experience of the whole album you know because they're not totally a record yeah for sure so uh well thank you for sitting down with us this has been a uh, kulik and uh we're the good noise podcast